Thank you for tuning in to Avant Life's weekly podcast. We hope this message inspires you, stirs your faith, and leaves you blessed. We just ended a series, a four-part series last week called Our Great, uh, Our, what was it called again? Our Great Hope, isn't it? Yeah. I even came up with a title. It's because I'm excited about our next series and the title for this series. We spoke about the resurrection. We talked about that our great hope as Christians is that Christ was resurrected and that that moment in time allowed for a fundamental shift in the world and that as believers in the modern era, we need to not forget our witness of the resurrection. And we do that by confessing our faith, by sharing our faith boldly, by encouraging others to, uh, to search scripture and seek after the things of God. Our witness is important. And so our next series for the next four weeks is called, Can I Get a Witness? Say that to the person next to you. Like try to say it as cool as possible with your most Australian accent right now. Hey, mate, can I get a witness? Try it. Just, can I get a witness? Anybody get a witness? <laughs> so much fun. That's why I forgot the title of the last sermon series, is because that's all I've been thinking about. But what we're going to be doing over the course of the next four weekends is having people that actually are first-generation Christians come up and share their testimony. And they're going to talk about what it means to actually encounter Jesus what it means to be, you know, not born generationally. You often I, I look and we're like, ah, oh, I'm a generational Christian. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And, and it's fun and it's good. But often we, get a, we have a, a, a blind perspective of what it means to actually not grow up in a Christian household and have Jesus just invade your life and how important it is because it's based on believers sharing their witness. And somebody at some point, you know, if you're a generational person here, you're like, well, my parents are Christians and I encountered Jesus through their faithfulness. That's amazing. That's beautiful. But can I tell you, at some point in your family's line, somebody stepped out in faith and shared. And because of that person's witness, you had the ability to grow up in a Christian family. And that's beautiful. And there's some people in the house where you didn't grow up in a Christian family, but someone stepped out in faith and they witnessed to you the goodness and resurrection power of Christ and it changed your life. So the next four weeks, we're going to hear from people in our our family, our church family, as they testify of the goodness of God as it's shared through the witness of others. You guys ready? Well, we have the amazing Rachel Finmore sharing with us tonight. Welcome her up. I know she will bless you. Thank you, Pastor Ben. So exciting to have Madden Amanda stepping into the youth pastor role. Um, It's like, I'll get into it later, but youth is where I started my journey in faith. So it really excites me to see a strong youth group in a church. Um, So that's so exciting. Um, So a little bit about myself, Um, I'm married to the handsome barista, Dan. (laughs) Um, He makes your coffee during the week if you head into Barrio. Um, And (laughs) funny story, Dan doesn't actually remember meeting me because he was playing video games, Um, but I definitely remember that moment. (laughs) Um, And I have a beautiful uh, 10-month-old son, Judah, um, who was screaming in the background before. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, there he is at the back. <laughs> um, he has been learning a lot this week. He 
pulled himself standing up yesterday. Actually, okay, the funny thing is with Judah is that I've missed every big moment that parents are meant to see for the first time. Um, So the first time he rolled over, I had been trying for weeks to try and get him to roll over, doing what I can, encouraging him. Um, And then I turn around for like two seconds, I look back and he's on his belly with the biggest grin. And I was like, oh, that's great. It's exciting, but I missed it. Um, (laughs) And the other day, um, so I put him down for a nap, laid him on his back, and then I heard this crash noise and I turned on the monitor he had somehow reached through the bed pulled down the monitor and was like playing on the cord and I was like well that's pretty dangerous (laughs) Um, so I go in and I have to try and adjust it and then I'm looking the other way and then I turn around and he's sitting up in his bed which he's never done before just smiling at me (laughs) okay Judah (laughs) it's like he has that smile like haha you missed it (laughs) um but he's cute. (laughs) Um, So as Pastor Ben said, I'm a first-generation Christian. Um, So growing up, I didn't go to church. I um, didn't know that young people went to church. I didn't really think about it. Um, And so for me, um, my... Before meeting Jesus, I was just living a living my daily life and not even thinking about the reason why I'm here. And I didn't even I was one of those people who weren't even curious. I was like, oh yeah, life is life. Um, I don't know if that's weird. <laughs> I don't know if other people do that, but um, that was me. And uh, I just remember. Uh, My parents were separated, so my life was pretty much just going back and forth from my parents, going to school, um, and it was the normal for me. And there were key moments or key things that happened in my life that um, brought me to faith, and um, I just want to speak about um, a few of them. And the first one was um, the power of the church, his people. And um, there was this one girl in my school who was uh, that Christian girl. Um, who's been watching the Ali Takeover videos this week? They've been so good. Um, but Matt's one, um, it was funny because when he was speaking about being a Christian in school, I was like, my friend was that person that everyone would turn to. Um, they would ask her to pray for things even if they didn't believe in God. And somehow she became my best friend. I don't really know how that happened. But she was one of those people who did just like work her way into your life. Um, and I remember she, I mean, we were just friends and then she invited me to a youth group. And I was attending for a while. It, went, it was fun. We played ping pong. We played foosball. Um, we hung out. There was bean bags and all of that stuff. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, I was... Actually, it was about 13 years ago this month that I became a Christian. I realised as I was preparing. Um, So this was back in 2007. I was 15 and going to the youth group, but there was no intentional conversation um, about God. Um, It wasn't that there were like... 
ashamed of it or anything, but it was just that it didn't come up in the conversation um, until one day she pulled me aside and she was like, um, have you thought about becoming a Christian? And I was like, oh. Um, and I was so shy and awkward and um, I didn't know how to say no, so I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> which is such a like a weird way to get into it but um <laughs> but it's different it wasn't like this huge moment where um I felt the presence of God and I was like this is it it was that I felt awkward and I felt like I had to say yes <laughs> um but it was actually really beautiful. I went back to my friend's house um, and I sat there with her mum and she gave me my first bible Um, with like a scripture in there for me and we just prayed together and I just remember this peace coming over me and I was like oh I think I made the right choice Um, but like I said it wasn't like this big moment for me and so from that moment onwards it was me discovering what it meant to be a Christian and discovering what God meant to me Um, but I always think about that family and they they do mean a lot to me even to this day they um you know I struggled a lot with my family um and they were definitely a family that exampled God and that they showed compassion for me and that um every time that I felt like I couldn't be at home they would come and pick me up and it wasn't just um you know, just to be there for me, but they also prayed for me. And God was always the center of everything that they did. Every time um, I would say I'm struggling with this, they're like, okay, let's pray. And, you know, it's interesting now, like, thinking about that. I'm like, is that how I live my life now as well? That was like a side thought, but um, they were just such a good example for my life, especially during that time. Um, but it was definitely the power of an invite, the power of his people, of God's people, who would example um, who Christ was. It wasn't people who um, would say, I'm a Christian, but then not show it in their family and show it in their daily walk. And they were definitely people um, who would live um, live with good Christian values and um, exampled Jesus really well. Um, and so, I mean, over the next few years, um, I was still dealing with a lot of my anxiety and I had a lot of stress. I was that person who wouldn't really talk to anyone apart from my close friends in school. And I still remember um, I said something in class one day and this guy was like, you talk? And I was like, oh, my heart. And I'm like, that doesn't really help a shy person to talk again. <laughs> Um, And so it was something that I had to overcome, but it really was like, it took years. And um, during grades 11 and 12, I obviously it can be pretty stressful um, getting your studies done and everything. Um, But I was going through a really hard time at home. And so I was moving out when I was like 16, 17, going from my friend's house, going to my dad's house, to my mum's house, um, just because it was a a really hard time for me and it could have just been me being a classic teenager. Um, But no, there there were some challenges in there. And so with the stress of school, um, my friend and my dad both lived on the other side of 
Canberra, Australia. Um, and so travelling to school was like four hours a day on bus and I got so exhausted and I wasn't going to church at the time just because I was everywhere. Um, but I remember there was a moment um, in my bedroom and I was like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm exhausted. I am stressed. Um, and I just remember um, I didn't really think about it too much. I just felt like talking to God and I was like, I don't really know what to do. And then it was that peace again. And then I was like, oh, I felt this before. Um, and actually there's a verse in Philippians um, 4 verses 6 to 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds with Christ Jesus. And it's definitely something that I felt in that moment. Um, so that happened and then uh, ended up moving back in with my mum and um, still not going to church, but I knew that I was missing a community of people. I was very isolated, still that shy person, and I thought to myself, I really need to overcome this. I need to find a group of friends, and I just forced myself to go to youth, and this was at a different church. And I remember it was still attending kind of in the background. I didn't make a lot of friends. There were like a few people, but um, I still felt pretty lonely. And I remember it was, um, everyone was at the front. Um, we were having a time of worship. And I remember I was like ready to break down and like, you know, you know, when you just get to the end of it, you're just like, I just don't know what to do anymore. And um, it's funny, God just spoke to me and he's like, it's not about you. I was like, okay, that, well, it doesn't make sense because at the moment I feel like I just need help, which yes, that was true. But there was this change in my heart when God told me it wasn't about me, that there is more to life because there are people who don't know Jesus yet. And I realized how much, um, how lucky I was that someone was willing to speak out and talk to me about Jesus. And I was, I was like, well, I feel like I now have to go in and share Jesus. And the next point is the power of being a part of a church. And so for me, that looked like um, getting involved in church. There were a few leaders who really came alongside of me um, and challenged me in my faith as well, which was good. Um, but I, it, I just felt a bit um, stuck, I guess. I felt like I was in this realm of I haven't been a Christian for that long and I felt like serving at church were for people who have been a Christian in their life, who know more about God. I felt like I didn't know enough about God to serve in church. But it was such a lie that the enemy, that the enemy tells us. Um, and so I just pushed through it, started helping out at youth um, and at church. And it, I definitely, my life got changed there is such power in being a part of a church community, um, yes, to serve together, but to also have that friendship with people that will help you grow. Um, also found a husband through church, <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> um, but in Romans 12, it, Paul talks about the unity of the church and how we all have a part to play 
Um, We all have different functions in the church that we need to be a part of for the church to really um, work at the full capacity. And the... I guess the reasoning behind that is to reach other people. It's not for us to be trapped in this building and trapped in our own little bubbles, but we need to be those people, like my friend, who was not ashamed to speak to me about Jesus, who was not ashamed to be the Christian in the school. Yes, she probably went home and felt horrible some days that people would make fun of her, but she still came back the next day still just as bold to share about Jesus. I don't remember her ever being afraid of it. And it was such a a great example of um, using where you are at and who's in your life and who's in your circles um, to be an example. And so I've experienced the power of his people. I've experienced the power of um, a community of people, but God really changed my life Um, personally and that is all great that that happened and it really got me to where I am it grew my character and everything but it wasn't until the work of God happened in my heart that really changed my life I was someone with so many insecurities and I felt that I could never express them I felt even in my family not like They didn't like me or anything. I just, we weren't a family that expressed ourselves. And so everything was so bottled up. And yes, I had help from my friend and from a community, but God really had to work on my heart. And I was thinking about the story of the lame beggar in uh, the Bible when uh, he's sitting at the temple gates, if you don't know the story, and he can't walk and um, he, he's asking people for money as they walk past. And Peter stops and he tells them that he doesn't have money. Um, but he says, in the name of Jesus, walk. And then he walks. And I think of God being that source in our life that we can ask people to help us. And yes, that's good. But God needs to be the miraculous power in your life that transform you forever. Um, we always look for those quick fixes in life. You know, when, um, when you just need to get through a day, we look for that quick fix. But God is wanting to transform us. So God took a hold of me, the insecure 13-year-old, and transformed my heart and my mind. He gave me a purpose we read in Jeremiah 29:11, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future." He gave me peace. Like I said before in Philippians, he gives us a peace beyond understanding, and I definitely experience that every time I pray. Every time I come to God with my fears, with my stresses, with the things that are lacking in my life, and I can't explain it, but he gives you this peace. If you haven't experienced that, I'll encourage you to pray. And he gave me freedom. In Galatians 5.1, it says, it is for freedom that Christ, he has set us free. God gave us the biggest gift that we could ever receive, and it's a sacrifice of Jesus. 
And it's because of Jesus that we are forgiven and that we can walk in freedom. And it's important that we are sharing that with people. People are walking in life not knowing their purpose, not knowing that God had sent his son to die for them. There's people who don't know that. And it's so powerful that he loves us so much that each individual he had created and we've fallen short, we sin, but we are free because of his grace, because of the resurrection. And now I'm so excited that as a first-generation Christian, I now have a family that we get to start that foundation with. Um, you know, I, sometimes I'm like thinking about when people talk about their childhood being a Christian, all the VeggieTales songs, Luke, <laughs> that I missed out on, all the, the fun kids' programs that I missed out on. But I, I am so thankful for where I met God and how he changed my life where I was. It doesn't matter what my past looked like. It doesn't matter what my family situation was. He met me where I was. I'm praying Judah will also be the light to others just like my friends were, that it won't stop with us, but it will continue down generations. So I guess I just want to encourage all of you, don't let Jesus be a secret. It feels scary to talk about God. Um, And I I remember moving here from Australia um, it kind of opened up those doors for us, but it was scary. I was like, I don't know anyone here. It's a fresh start. I'm going to be like the most amazing evangelist because no one knows who I am, so I'm not afraid. It's not true. It's still scary. (laughs) Um, But it definitely steps you out of your bubble when when you don't have that fear. Um, And I always think it's not worth not telling someone. You never know what seed that plants. Even if you don't see what happens with that person, you just never know what seed that planted in them. I love that God brought me from this place of what felt like death into this place of light and life. Um, And it's definitely, it's transformed me. If If you get anything out of this, it's how much... God can transform you, how much of your insecurities, how much of everything that it brings you down, everything that feels like it's trapping you in, God transforms that. He is the God in the hills and the valleys. When everything is going so well, so great, life is awesome, God is still God. He's still good and it's important to remember um, his love for us and not just in the, in the needs when we feel like we're so low, but I've let hey Judah, <laughs> um, uh, where was I now? <laughs> Babies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I guess the if I was to encourage you with anything, I would just say be bold. Don't stress, don't worry. You don't have the answers. We're not people's saviors. 
but God is. This family that looked out for me, Jesus was the centre of their life. They never tried to be my saviour. They never tried to take that credit. They always pointed me to Jesus. And that's what we need to be for other people. That's where we need to point people to. Um, It's not about how good we are, how many people have we brought to Jesus, but how many people have come into the kingdom because of God and because of his love for them. Um, And so we're going to go back into worship. um, But I just want to encourage you um, in this moment is just (laughs) um, pray for those people in your life. Um, Everyone's got people in their life that don't know about Jesus and we need to be praying for them. We need to be, um, you know, giving that control into God as well, praying for opportunities to speak to people. Um, And so, yeah, I'm just going to pray over everyone. God, I thank you um, for where you have placed us, Lord God. I thank you that through our insecurities, through our doubts, through our stresses, Lord God, that you have transformed us, Lord God. And I just pray as we leave this building today, Lord God, I pray that that won't be contained here, Lord God, but it would be so evident in our lives that it would speak volumes to other people, Lord God. God, we just pray over um, Avant Life as a church, Lord God. Would we be a light in this community in North Vancouver and in Squamish, Lord God? Lord God, we thank you that you were on the move, that you were not finished. And God, we just thank you for who you are. We hope you enjoyed this message. We would love you to subscribe to our weekly podcast. Other ways you can connect with Avant Life is through YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Or check out our website at avantlifechurch.com.